0: in this episode david Stearns and i discussed the purpose of the nelson nash institute nni you know i want to talk about nni background how i got started how's it going some of the challenges you know just
1: mm-hmm.
0: i want to hear about nni what is a what is the purpose of nni david that's
1: it well you know the nni the nelson nash institute used to be the the, the infinite banking institute And it was that, we had, we we call it the the IBI for about the first year. And you think about that word, the Infinite Banking Institute. That sounds like something that uh, Regents Bank would go to on on an annual basis to get training or whatever. So it really, I think it really sent the wrong message. And so one of our uh, practitioners at that time uh, said, you know, have you thought about changing the name to make it more descriptive? And what is the the purpose of what you're doing with the IBI? And we said, well, the purpose is is to maintain and to uh, accelerate Nelson's legacy. It's like, gee, Nelson's legacy, Nelson Nash's legacy. So why isn't it called the Nelson Nash Institute or the IBI? It's like, (laughs) oh, I should have had a V8, man. So that was instantaneous change right there. And an I. So the so the purpose of it is to uh, is to keep the uh, vision of Nelson front and center above the noise that you see out there in social media and also in the financial services industry. Because anybody who's got an iPhone or an Android or a computer can type in infinite banking concepts, and they can get all kinds of different variations of what it is. How it's used, what the product set is, who 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 founded it, right?
0: <laughs> right. I mean,
1: a lot and, of different founders. And, and, and where to go to get to get training? Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm not an insurance agent. Okay, I don't hold a license. I did go through the insurance training course just so I knew the terminology. I, I went through the 40 hour course uh, in, in the state of Alabama just so I knew knew what a whole life policy looked like next to a universal life policy and a term policy. But I'm not in the business, okay. And I decided early on, like 2004, when I started first started working with Nelson, and, and he kind of pushed me in this direction that I was not going to become an insurance agent. And I was not going to get in sales because he wanted me to focus on the you know the business end of it, okay. You know, expanding his seminars, providing more more products and more education for the public, okay. Uh, and so when we formed the and I, I still had that role, okay, to kind of put it together. And the, and the primary reason that we did this this institute was as a resource for the public, okay, so they could, they could cut through the noise I talked about on social media, and instead of going to an insurance agency... Or an insurance company, or a financial planning organization, and say, "Do you know what this IVC is? Can you do it for me?" They could, they could maybe Google Nelson Nash, or whatever, and they'd find us, and we could say, "Okay, we're a resource to you, the general public. Okay, we're providing you videos, we're providing you books, we're providing you articles." And the good thing, the important thing about IV, about infinite banking, is that if you're a practitioner in the small p sense, a client then what you're doing is more important than what the, your financial advisor is doing for you. You're not watching a, your, your mutual fund portfolio on a daily basis. You're managing your, your policies, right? And so we wanted to provide these, the public a resource so they can manage their policies correctly. Well, the, the big discriminatory was there. Who is going to design their policies for them? So and I needed to vet and train insurance agents. As that part of that resource for the public, right? And that's why that's why you're here, James, because you were one of our first guys. I think, you know, we have we have uh, uh, practitioner reference numbers, and your number is 001. 001. Double O one. I'm very proud of that. I just and want you to know. Everybody else is alphabetical, by the way. But no, <laughs> the second piece of the N and I, besides providing that platform for the public to go to where they're not being sold something, except for maybe uh, maybe books. Okay, they're not being signed up, and you know you'll get a cold call. You know to sell you a financial product. Was to give them a resource saying this is not from, you know, somebody trying to sell you something. This is a strictly educational. The second piece was okay. Now here is a resource for you to look for, and this is an IBC practitioner database or a finder. Okay, and so the NNI provides trained, vetted financial professionals that that know how to do this some of them are better than others obviously um but at least we can vouch for those individuals and and that's what we're doing and so when you say
0: training they they get training that they don't really get anywhere else when it comes to austrian economics right and then they get training on the infinite banking concept, as far as structure of policies and really what the message of becoming your own banker is, controlling the banking function in your life. Right. So, so they get the training on Austrian economics, right, mm-hmm. and they literally don't get that anywhere else. Right. And what kind of training, um, when it comes to IBC or policies, is it really the the, the companies to use the structure of the policy or you know what well, kind of what kind of training would a, a financial pro- professional you know if, if they were if they had interest in learning about the infinite banking concept right not through their insurance company or their right. IMO or FMO what 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 could they expect what kind of training could they expect from In and
1: On well uh, during the course segment you know the academics that they go through we have a we have a module called the economics of life insurance okay and. Uh, we use a whole life uh, illustrations for two case studies, and they're generic because obviously there's so many nuances uh, in policy design and it varies between company and company as, you know most people know that. Uh, so we we have a very uh, low intensity case design for a family and then for a business just to show you how to design a policy. And of course we look at the you know the premium setup, uh, what a, what's the a PUA? How to manage policy loans, things like that. But we we intentionally did not name any com- any companies. Okay, number one and number two is we didn't go into anything any any uh, advanced level stuff that might be more identifiable by company A versus company B. Okay, so but but it gives them a good fa- foundational baseline for where to start. Now if it, if it, an agent goes through the, the course and IBC is totally new to them, then uh, we, we, we when we interview them before we let them come in the course, we determine uh, if they need a mentor or not. Okay, so they're told that before they actually enroll in the course and before we accept any tuition from them. And then when they complete the final examination, then they work with a mentor. And that's the mentor is the individual who really gets into policy design with them. And the nuances, and and what works best for client A versus client B, even what company might be a, a better choice. Right.
0: So the advances, the advanced training and experience would be working with a mentor. Right before that, it's lower level, lower intensity, but right. uh, it's still, I think it's still very important and valid because just because you have a life insurance license, the insurance companies don't train agents how to. Uh, put more adi- additional money into the PUA or right. weight the policy premium to the PUA compared to the base. They don't get into that. They pretty much have their set products and mm-hmm. you know we're uh, solving the need for death benefit. So even that low intensity that, that you said is very important right. because they learn what Nelson discovered mm-hmm. right? Uh, right about life insurance and all the characteristics of life insurance. So they get that in and I, that really doesn't exist anywhere else that I know of. It doesn't. Right. And then the advanced training would be with a mentor mm-hmm. and some case design, case by case and company. I like that. I think that's right. Um, uh, that's missing. You know, that's not, you can't get that anywhere else.
1: Well, we also don't, don't forget, you know, we have winter annual event that we do for the practitioners. We, you know, we do have, we do have producers go over case studies also, more detailed case studies. Uh, that are some of them very complicated, and that 's a resource that 's provided to all practitioners in the form of funeral restricted video standard. it
0: It can get technical from time to time yeah, can it? yeah. very <laughs> very technical, but it doesn 't really have to be if, if if they know how to properly design a policy mm-hmm. you know following in nelson 's path um they 're ahead of the curve when it comes to you know the financial gurus that are out there um you know i- i believe I said and I always say that. Um, You know, you walk into a room full of people and you say infinite banking concept, you're really the expert in the room because no one else has heard of it, Mm. you know, unless there's a life insurance agent there or a licensed agent there. And then, of course, they're automatically the expert because they have a license. Right. Which, you know, I think the life insurance license is just a little bit harder to get than a driver's license. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. So there's a lot of value on the training, and then the annual events. Um, perfect, I love it. What what kind of value do you see the value? You know, you, so this has been put into place. Um, it's been functioning successfully right. for several years.
1: We, we started the program in 2013. 13. February 13. And uh, we typically interview one or two people a week who want to apply. In, in, the program I think we accept about 90 to 95 percent of the people in the program why would not we accept somebody Uh, you want me to give you an example
0: yeah that's a great question yeah we want to know
1: it's like what's your experience level oh my experience level is I've been in the business for 16 years quote unquote and I know everything there is about whole life insurance and uh, well tell us tell us what you know about whole life insurance well I don't own any and they and, and and it's like that doesn't sound right well how much do you own? Yeah. Well yeah, uh well I got a million dollar policy, uh term policy right. which your premium two hundred dollars a month. It's like okay. So it's not that they, they don't own any it's not it's not the, the turnoff, it's 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 that they think they're professors experts.
0: They've got their rival syndrome?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's and, and if they're so good at it and they know it's so it, it's such a great thing, well then it's like well why aren't you doing it? Well that's disingenuous, okay. So after the interview we we take them off the the webinar and then then Robert Murphy, Carlos Larne, Nelson Nash and I discuss the interview, <laughs> and we vote, okay, and say, "Nope, uh, let's give him a homework assignment or no, flat out, no and so like a homework assignment is like okay, I'll, I'll contact him and says, okay, read becoming your own banker and read uh, how privatized banking really works, and uh, when you're done with it. Call me up. I'll schedule a second interview, and we'll do a book review. And that's and most of them never follow up. What they don't follow up. If they do follow up, and we do the book review, and it's like they've made the effort, they're they're getting it, they're in. That's did, how, that's how we do it. Did they read
0: Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, before they did the interview? <laughs> some
1: of them, some of them have not. Some of them have not. Okay, okay. They've they've watched some YouTube videos though.
0: Right. I, I just want to know if I received a unanimous vote or not. We, oh, he's on I the spot I don't think we, we no, oh, I, got, I got to tell you that then? you were not
1: interviewed. I wasn't. We didn't start the interview process until two years ago.
0: Oh well, okay. Fair
1: enough. No, you were grandfathered in because we, you were you were well, you were a member of the uh, the think tank organization. Remember that? Uh, absolutely. So you you were an early adopter of the concept, and so you're you're one of the first that were grandfather did.
0: i'm okay with that i would just uh i will interpret that as i would have received a unanimous <laughs> <time, right? laughs> so,
1: you, you no know, you've taught me a lot about about ivc from your your pr- perspective as a producer yeah you're you're one of my resources you know that
0: i appreciate you saying that so you know i know you, you look you you type in infinite banking on google or youtube and like you said earlier and, and I almost cringe when I do it because I'm afraid that what I might see what will come up.
1: Right.
0: You know, do do you see the Nelson Nash Institute making a difference, a separation of, you know, this is the um, origin of the infinite banking concept. And and this is how Mm -hmm. this is how you should do it. This is what it should look like. You know, these are vetted um, professionals that understand the concept. That, that practice it themselves. Um, do you see a separation?
1: I'm seeing that now. I, I think there's more. more more than it was before. Uh, before it was just a it was just a free for all. Now there's old stuff that's still floating around right out there, but the newer stuff has been it has been renamed uh, as something else. And and uh, you know my family privatizedbankingconcept.com uh, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, and so I've, I'm, we're seeing that they're, they're moving, they're, they're, they're causing separation, okay, because they don't want to get, get commingled and confused to protect themselves. But, you know, so I think it's, I think it's getting a lot better. And, and we're receiving a lot of calls and emails from individuals who are saying, okay, I, I'm looking at this and I'm looking at that. Is that the same thing as what you guys do? And it's and the comeback is they think they're the same thing, and without going into it great in detail i don't I can't guarantee that and they say okay i want I want to find somebody who I know is doing it correctly and that's and that's how we find them or an agent will sit down with a client, and the client says, "You know I've read this book you know this is this this is great. Have you read this book yet uh, and, and and their agent will go, "Oh no." Well, here, read it. And the first thing they do is they go to the back here, they look at my phone number or email address, and they call me and say, "I got a client who wants to do this. What do I do?" And I say, "Well, schedule an interview." Go through the course. I go, "No, no, no. I need to get a policy in force in the next twenty or thirty days. I need a
0: presentation. Yeah, I need it. I need a yeah. presentation. It's
1: like sorry. So, so, so did you? Do, you
0: should tell them. Have your client." Go to the practitioner finder at org and do it themselves a favor, right?
1: <laughs> no, it's, I mean, there's no magic with IBC. You know that, right? Okay. It's, there's, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about money flow and cash flow. We can talk about anything, anything in like that. But, but there's a lot of misconception out there. You know, just because money flows, it doesn't mean it grows. You mean if I move money from here and it move it over
0: there, I'm not magically going to make it increase? It's not going to grow? It's not
1: going to magically grow. Uh, oh, my gosh. But, I mean, if you if you look at a conventional bank, you know, it's, it's different than, than a private bank, because a private bank is not fiat money, right? Right. Okay. So, uh, money does grow from a conventional bank, a commercial retail bank, because it, 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 it comes out of thin air. So, I guess it's growing. But... But no, IBC is not magic. IBC is is hardcore, biblical, financial sense. okay that's why it's got to be understood so you don't turn it upside down. God. I firmly believe that
0: if people will just spend the time reading Nelson's book several times, one reading won't do, they'll understand exactly the message that Nelson's conveying. Right. Who's controlling the banking function? Mm -hmm. We've abdicated our responsibility in general as individuals and somebody else is fulfilling that need because banking exists and banking is. And they're profiting from that, Mm -hmm. you know, and then the the characteristics of uh, of a life insurance policy properly designed um, has more characteristics of a banking entity than it does even life insurance. Really simple. Can't I mean, we complicate it. it. The agent, the advisor, the professional—they can complicate the fire out of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that complicated. It is really, really simple. There's just some minor nuances on a maybe a policy design, um, but it is so not complicated. The toughest thing I find is, you know, being able to get past that word "life insurance." Right, You know, it has a whole stigma to it, preconceived ideas. And, you know, I said, you've heard Nelson says that um, most people's understanding of life insurance is based on someone else's misconception mm-hmm. or misunderstanding. So, you know, you set uh, some of those preconceived ideas aside, read Nelson's book um, a couple of times, let it sink in and then find an agent connect with an agent who thoroughly understands the concept.
1: Well, before we had the IBC practitioners, when I received phone calls from the general public who had read the book and they were really excited about it, they wanted to find an agent. And, uh, I'd say, okay, you know, I'll give you some, some references before we had them post on the website. And I felt confident who I was giving them to. And then we started the program and, uh, and we started getting these calls, and I said, "Okay, this is how I handle it now." I said, "You got to read BYOB just like you suggested, maybe twice, and then you write down what you think are the most important parts of it to you as an individual. And then, if you have any burning questions that you don't understand, jot those down. And then, when you sit down with it with one of these agents, first of all, you ask them how many times they've read the book. Then you ask them how much permanent whole life they own." And if they're still on the phone or in the conversation with you after those two questions, then you start asking them the questions directly out of the book and see what type of answers you get. And that you'll know if that's the right individual for you or not based upon that. You need to refer
0: more to me because no one's ever called me and done that. So you know, and I get interviewed. That's what I tell them. <laughs> I'm like, these are really good questions. Would you read the book and then call me?
1: I mean. Most, most insurance agents will pick up the book, and the first thing they do is they flip to uh, page uh, 58, and uh, or 54 uh, is the first illustration of equipment it's financing, on it and-, and they start looking at the numbers, and then they sit down in front of their computer and they log into their carrier portal. And they try to replicate the policy design, and they don't read the book. They don't even read. They don't even read the text on equipment financing. Wow, yeah. And it's like, hey guys, you're wasting your time. Yeah. Try to put it on
0: Excel spreadsheet. So, your, what's your feedback from the general public? You know, positive, negative. Do you get feedback after they've spoken with a practitioner? Very often, I mean, do you do you hear back from them?
1: I I don't hear back as much as I should, and we probably need to create some sort of uh, follow up system. But for the most part, it's positive. Of course, I, I get to call like I'm looking for an agent. I live in Oklahoma. It's like okay, there's a practitioner finder there. Go call you know. Well, I called the first guy, never called him back. I called the second guy, and I got a voicemail, and I and I'm still waiting for a call back. I called the third guy. And his phone was out of uh, service. I mean, so <laughs> so now I'm looking for somebody who doesn't live in that state who can help me out. So it's so those are the negative sides. The positive sides are thank you very much. This is gonna be great. And believe it or not, a lot of a lot of these clients that really believe this they're really practice and they're really getting to it, eventually they want to become practitioners themselves. Right. You know? That's just a whole new subset there.
0: So that's exciting. I talked to a gentleman the other day that he met Nelson about 13 or 14 years ago. And he just was excited uh, as he could be sharing with me how many policies they own and how they do it and how it's changed their family, you know, for their third generation. Mm -hmm. That's pretty, pretty powerful. And that was uh, before you had the practitioner program. You know, he's been doing it a long time. So I I hear very positive. I get very positive feedback when I get it.
1: Uh, I got a call from this one kid in Utah. And I say, kid, he's like 28 years old. And he goes, I need help. I need somebody to tell me if I should lapse my policy or not. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I'll probably get the numbers wrong. But he says, I have a policy, one policy. And I bought it like eight years ago. And I have a five hundred thousand dollar loan on the policy, and all I can do every year is pay the loan interest. I get my premium renewal, okay, with, and I have a, like a forty thousand dollar interest bill, and so I pay the pay I pay the loan interest, okay, and. Barely scrape the money together to pay the premium, and then as soon as it renews, I borrow the money out that I paid for the, the premium and put it back where I got it from, so I can live. Yeah, and it, I'm I'm just chasing my tail, trying to pay this interest. And I said, I said, well, how much principal have you paid on the loan? He goes, I never paid any. I said, well, why not? Because because it's my bank I own, and I don't have to if I don't want. To. <laughs> right. And I said, well. Who taught you how to do this? Right. And it was some guy off the street. Yeah. And I said, and then I gave him options. Again, I, I of course, I told him, I said, I can't give you financial advice because I don't want to get any legal problems here. But do not lapse that policy. Okay. Reduce the PUA completely. Use the dividends to pay the, the interest or the loan. You get it. There's many ways you can do this. I, was, I didn't know that. Nobody told me anything. And so the first thing I do is I refer him to one of our guys yeah. to work with him. And to keep this thing afloat until he can get back on his feet. So that when I talked about getting under you know, getting upside down, that's where I was coming from.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well I think that there, I think that's a, a, a very large missing part that that you generally you don't see this on YouTube, you don't you don't see it on you know, social media is number one to get you you know if, if the policy was not designed correctly where he's at and what he was trying to do that could be a problem no question especially if a guy walking off the street designed it for him taught him how to do it taught him how to do it exactly wrong right mm-hmm. and then um, you know you have to be honest right your capital has a cost it, it requires discipline and respect capital does and so you know, if you just honor that, it gives you a very simple method, format, process. It's it's unbelievably simple. But your capital has a cost. But that young man was not repaying loans, so he's stealing peas, right. exactly. as Nelson. And then he didn't have a coach. You know, Nelson talks about the importance of a coach, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, I see that there is missing is management of loans, Right. If you if you don't have a clear path, do you do that in your office? Yes, sir. Absolutely. I mean, we don't do it for our clients. We teach them. It's very important. You have an asset there. You've got to know how to manage the asset, you know, just paying premium and taking loans forever. You know, theoretically, could it work? Yeah. If nothing ever goes wrong, there's never a problem until there's a problem. Right. But you can't go anywhere and borrow money without a loan repayment Mm. anywhere. Right, and if you'll honor the banker's money at six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, and you won't honor your own,
1: yeet. Right,
0: you know there's some no, philosophical changes there that need to happen, some no, adjustments. You're, you're but, absolutely correct, man. You know, typically, we I, I'm a firm believer. I'm convinced that if you understand what's going on, you'll know what to do. Well, it, that applies to a policy too. If you understand the policy, the asset, no, no, you okay. know what's going on, you'll know what to do. And mm-hmm. I mean, there, it's it's a fabulous solution. I mean, I don't give a damn, David. You don't either. I know what the interest rates are. Do you care what the market did the last three days? No. Do you care what your credit score is?
1: I don't even know what it is because <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't even know. what it is. Yeah. It, exactly. Right. Well, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I only Only I track my policy loan portfolio. So if I, I, I get too nervous, like, ee! but but there's another side of that too. Windfall. Uh, yeah. got a place to put that windfall, right? I find I find that that
0: changes. Doesn't that change, you know, the balance of cash value, net cash value, and outstanding loan? Doesn't that change? Doesn't your comfort level change? You know, can you have too much in outstanding loans for you to be comfortable, right? And then mm. maybe you, you've got a, no outstanding loan and a ton of premium or a ton of cash value in there, and it's like, oh, it didn't matter anyway. I could have repaid the loan. Or mm. I could have put more PUA. Just you know, it's like a sleep number
1: that changes. Is what i what I have found. Cash flow, little bit both, both both sides of the equation. That's right. You know, you know N- Nelson as up today is eighty-seven years old. Okay, he thinks he's going to live forever, even though he, he he's planning on like he's going to die today, and uh, with a zero balance in his estate, right? But uh, anyway, you know. Nelson's persona, I think, is is what really uh, got it. Infinite Banking where it is. His his you could tell his genuine passion for what he did and how he did it and why he did it, both the insurance side of him, the forester side of him, and the Austrian side of him. Okay, so that persona, you know, you have some of it, some of that passion, and I have a little bit of it. Okay, because sure. I, you know whatever, but really. I think it's we think it's incredi- incredibly important to keep that whole package moving forward for the next generation. Okay, so instead of selecting individuals to do that, we, we're trying to create this entity that, under the under the guidance of of passionate direction, will keep it going. in the, you know, for for your children, your grandchildren, and the next generation of insurance agents, also, because you know, without a mutual insurance company or mutual holding company and trained. Life insurance agents then how can you implement Ibc without the without those resources? Yeah. How do you do it you can you can you can bury money in the backyard and have a sinking fund but so that that's what the NI is all about we, we're trying to get it up and going and get the momentum create create that critical ten percent tipping point as Malcolm Gladwell talks about to, to to keep to keep it going and get the crest of the wave going okay now I talked about earlier about a lot of the, a lot of clients who are really, really bought into infinite banking, a lot of the public, eventually they see the benefit of becoming licensed as insurance agents uh, because they want to learn more about it. And so we don't accept the general public in our practitioner program. We only accept licensed producers in there because I don't want folks to go out and become, you know, Genera- uh, lead generators for for, for non practitioners yeah. so you know what I mean so that's why we don't do that so but these 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 individuals who say I really want to know more about it, and I'm learning a lot from James Natalie, don't get me wrong, but I want to have access to some of this this software that I can get access to and oh by the way you know if i if I am referring my my friends and customers. Why can't I make a living also doing this? And either you know, straight commission or overrise of some of the production. So that's why that's why a lot of these people are doing it, and uh, and it's, it's, it, they take ownership of the whole the whole process from top to bottom. when They do that, right. As long as they have a coach, as long as they have a mentor, as long as they have proper guidance. Right. Mm. But anyway, that's that's all I know about that.
0: <laughs> it's not an Al Williams thing, right? Where it's no. a multi-level marketing thing, getting mm-hmm. rich quick. No, you know your practitioners make it look easy, and so everybody can do it.
1: No, it looks easy until you get a phone call ten years down the road. You got a policy that's that's imploded because it was not the right design. Right, that's the that's the, the choke point there.
0: Somebody's got to be on the other end of that phone when the
1: client calls. Yes. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I got a <laughs> question for you. How much indexed universal life do you sell as banking policy? Zero. Why? Because it's flawed by design, it's good for the company,
0: it's good for the agent, and it's uh, terrible for the policy owner. You remember W.C. Fields? There's three entities in that. Right. The insurance company who issued the policy, mm-hmm. the agent who sold the policy, right, and the owner who bought the policy. Well, if it's good for two of them, you remember W.C. Fields? He said, well, hey, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> universal life is flawed by design and you cannot correct it. Yeah, but it illustrates beautifully, though. And that's why agents sell it and that's why people buy it. They're buying numbers on a page. And the agent, look, there's only, you've asked me, so I'm telling you. No, I want to I hear it. There's only two, in my opinion, there's two kinds of agents that sell universal life and only two. One, two, don't know what universal life does mm-hmm. over time, so they're ignorant. The other one knows what universal life does over time and they sell it anyway, so they're less than honest.
1: Okay. That's
0: my opinion.
1: I think I, I think I agree 100% because obviously one of, the, you know, one of the contractual restrictions that we have on our practitioners is that if they have a client who wants a banking policy, it's got to be a, a permanent whole life design. Right. You know, dividend paying, different paying, mutual company, right? Mutual, you know, I, uh,
0: you know, I I don't want to beat the industry up, but the industry deserves every black eye. They've earned every black eye that they received. You know, universal life is the latest, uh, product design foisted on the unsuspecting American public. Actuarially it is sound.
1: Well, it's just a term policy, right, with a, a cash side fund?
0: Yeah, some kind of a side fund that earns interest, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and you can't you can't lose money because it's indexed. It's got a floor of zero, so you can't lose money. Well, they, you, you know, people hear that. The the uh, agent, the advisor, the salesperson wears that out. You can't lose money. You can't lose money. Well, that cost of insurance goes up contractually every year. And where does the money come from? The payless premiums. Yeah from the lowest interest rate environment of 6,000 years that we're coming out of, or the index, right? And then the fees, you talk about fees, you open up one of those contracts, there's they there's so many fees in there, they, they're esoterically named. What do you mean? What is this fee, that fee, and this fee? <laughs> um, you know, every year you get closer to mortality, graduation, the cost of that death benefit goes up. Now let's look at all the lawsuits. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know. You can do your homework. It's public, public information. Companies have paid millions and millions and millions of dollars. Settlement. The last one I read about, part of the previous settlement, there, a company was being is being sued or was being sued recently, and they referenced the previous lawsuit. Part of the previous lawsuit settlement was, you can't sue us over this again. <laughs> <You're> right?
1: <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Well. So, okay, I'm glad. I just wanted to get that out in public. That's all, right. because because I, I hear that a lot from some of these people out there that that are not in the know. Another thing that that it kind of irks me is we'll get a lot of feedback from Nelson's book that you know when's the last time you Ill, you updated your illustrations? Right. That's and you know my usual answer is um, two thousand six. And we stop chasing the tail because it's not the number that counts. It's the relationship between the numbers on the page that count. And human action. And the human action that makes it work. Right.
0: Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the content, leave us a like or a thumbs up. Share us with your friends. Give us some feedback. And we'll see you next time.